let's go on to your next patient, the 65-year-old lady. This is a woman who's 65 years old. Again, very interesting. She presented back in 2003 with a 1.5 centimeter invasive ductal cancer, intermediate grade, 9 of 20 positive lymph nodes, and was triple negative. She had a right lumpectomy and radiation. It was recommended that she receive dose-dense ACT. And again, she initially saw a different oncologist, was not as comfortable with the way her consultation went, went and sought a second opinion at one of the local cancer institutions and was actually told that she probably would only live four or five years and that was it. Came back to see me and we started dose-dense ACT and she did very well for a long time. Last year in June, she presented with cough and back pain. So we're now really like 10 years out from her diagnosis of her original triple negative breast cancer. And as we did the staging workup, she had metastatic disease in the right lung. There were some smaller lung lesions. There was diffuse bony metastatic disease, and there was metastatic disease in the liver. And she had a rib biopsy that was positive for metastatic, consistent with breast primary, and again, triple negative. So a late recurrence of a triple negative cancer, no other evidence of a new primary that we could find. Originally treated with paclitaxel, and she was on paclitaxel for about three or four months with good you know, stability of her disease, then progressed in the liver, tried cisplatinum, and she progressed right through the cisplatinum after two cycles, and is now on a ribulin. And clinically, she's better. She came in today and was more emotional than she had been. She's a realtor in the community. She's a strong-willed woman. She continues to work full-time. She has a young grandson that she adores, two grandchildren, actually. But today, she was just tired. She was more tearful and just feeling like she wasn't sure she wanted to continue with this. Her main complaints are related to her upper abdominal and back discomfort related to her tumor burden in her liver. She had some shortness of breath. She had some shoulder pain today. And she's due for restaging studies this week to see how she's responding to the aribulin. She's had about five doses so far. Clinically, I think she's actually better because I saw her deteriorating when she was on the cisplatinum. Her liver numbers are elevated but stable, kind of going up and down within a narrow range. So we're looking for the restaging studies this week to see whether to continue or not. In the meantime, she's kind of looked at other options. She's been up at Dana-Farber looking for a second opinion in clinical trial eligibility. She has looked into the possibility of radiation of her liver, the possibility of injecting radioactive spheres into her liver. So she's trying to look at other options as well. But right now, we're on the aribulin, and at least clinically, I think she's stable. We'll see what the imaging shows this week. So was it your impression that she's depressed? I don't know if she's depressed as much as it's catching up to her. She's always been so positive, and I think between the, you know, she's been on consistent chemotherapy since June of last year, and she hasn't seen any major response, and I think the way she feels is that she's not getting better. She actually was worried that she was getting worse, although the last time, about two weeks ago when I measured, she actually had regression of her liver size. I'm kind of curious, Adam, what your observation was about how Pat responded to this woman at a more emotional level. I mean, she has very legitimate concerns. What did you see? I'm just, you know, sort of on the outside. That was great. She was fabulous (laughs) with her. 
she was fabulous with her. I mean, I think that, you know, it's, she's tired. I mean, she's someone who, you know, is really, it's a type A personality. It was clear. She works hard. Her life is her work and her family. And, you know, she doesn't want to lose it. And, you know, and it was just a really neat interaction. I think she's actually probably doing better on the Rubulin. I mean, you can tell symptomatically, at least from the way she's been doing the last few months, it sounds like she's doing a little bit better or at least stable. I think from at least a scientific standpoint, what really struck me about this case is that she has triple negative breast cancer and recurred after 10 years. And, you know, hasn't really responded to chemo that well. And again, this says the case, maybe we need to do some intrinsic subtyping on this tumor to see really what it is. Maybe it's, we were talking about, you know, one of those tumors that's AR positive, you know, between one and 10% of triple negative breast cancer is androgen receptor positive. And I think that she apparently was screened at Dana-Farber for one of those androgen receptor trials. And it's not clear. It sounds like she's not eligible. So maybe she was AR negative. But still, that's kind of strange in and of itself. But, you know, we all see people who are kind of like, you know, it's all caught up. You go from the crisis mode where you're just trying to get through the next day or two, the next week or two, and then suddenly after six months, nine months, just the whole enormity of it, I think, hits you. And I think it was hitting her today. Well, you know, I'm kind of curious, though, in turn, you know, for example, if a fellow were with you today and you were going to try to point out what Pat did, because, I mean, you can reassure her, except, you know, it's not very reassuring situation. And, you know, you both have been in this situation a lot. And I'm just curious, Pat, how your mind thinks in a situation like that when a patient who's legitimately concerned and tired and, you know, sort of beaten up a little bit verbalizes this to you inside, how do you try to help them? Well, I mean, I think you have to acknowledge that it's all very real and it's all appropriate and it's okay to feel this way. And I think, interestingly, today she came in without her husband because usually her husband's in and her husband's really kind of doting around her. And I think maybe the fact that he wasn't there gave her the opportunity to feel that she could be a little bit more honest in how she felt. But I think it's important to acknowledge that this is all real. And we talked a little bit about, you know, I said, well, if the scans show that there's benefit of stability, are you thinking that you might want to stop treatment? And she's not quite there yet. I think if she finds the scans are stable or better, then that'll energize her some to continue. She really does want to live. And we've been kind of talking, you know, these discussions have been difficult over the past few months about the fact that her disease is progressive, the fact that we're dealing with control, the fact that she may have to think about some end-of-life issues. So we've been touching upon all of this as the situation seems appropriate. But today, as Adam said, I think it just all caught up with her and she just needed an opportunity to express that. A lot of times we see that patients in this kind of situation have short-term goals, you know, things they want to see, kids graduate, birthdays, etc. Have you identified anything like that with this lady? I'm not sure that there is. I think, you know, she really has been trying to continue her life as if nothing had happened. She's a very active realtor in actually the town where I live, and she's kind of kept that up and wants to continue to work with her clients. She just recently had her grandson's birthday and was talking about how she made this elaborate cake with the train decoration. And so that's all very important. But I don't get the sense from her that there's a specific thing she's trying to, you know, look for. But that does happen in a lot of patients. And I have had patients identify a certain goal, whether it be a graduation or a wedding or even attending the final four game when the Yukon women win. Um, <laughs> we well, I sent somebody down to the Yukon, the Final Four in Philadelphia one year with a uh, <laughs> epidural infusion pump All for her right. pain control Excellent. so she could watch the women win. So, right. you know, Good we go. have to acknowledge that those goals are real and important. 